What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 71 Jeez. of the Half Gen Podcast. So you many. missed 70. I, I recorded a solo just because, like, I promised. Yeah, that's understandable. I didn't want to break that promise. For the record, I, I in that podcast, there was no shade thrown. I don't know if you listened to it. There was no shade thrown. I said, I imagine something came up. Uh, apparently, uh, it, Ross doesn't get texts from me. Thirty percent of the time, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, and so he didn't get any of the texts of me being like, "I'm ready. Are we doing this?" Hello. Yeah, so I got nothing, and then I texted him back like, "Did I guess you just crashed when you got home? That's school." And then we kept sending screenshots of our text conversation. It's like, yeah, and mine, his was his was missing a few uh, important details. Roswick, I want to start this week kind of like we started the last one, episode 69. Mm -hmm. I want you to guess. I have played one console this week. Yeah. Guess what it is. I'm going to go with the Xbox One X. You are incorrect. Oh, look at that. The, The Switch. Incorrect. Engage. Mm, close. Uh, uh, no, I, I, I dusted off the old reliable. So here, here's my situation, okay? So I, I've been playing some PC stuff. Um, I've been playing Destiny. They did the weekly reset. Um, I have been... We played yesterday Earthfall, which is kind of like a Left 4 Dead but Aliens type game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine. It was mm-hmm. on sale for the Halloween sale. It was 9 bucks. Nice. It was pretty good. It was polished. I had fun. Um, dabbled in a little bit of Dark Souls this week. Oh, all reliable. Uh, yep. Yep. Friend finally got, uh, Uber finally got the Ring City because it was on sale. So we played that, uh, a good chunk of that. Nice. I'm on, I'm on my new game plus character and I went in and I soloed. This is significant because I always had to summon in regular new game. Uh, I guess that just means I'm getting better. In new game plus, I soloed the, the, the Demon Prince. Oh. The one that's two that becomes one more powerful one. Nice. You didn't do that yet. Shit. It's all good. I won't you remember. Have no context for no, but I'm just saying you don't even have the context. Of oh it. yeah, we, I, I appreciate nothing. Yeah, no, but it, it was a hard boss. Mm-hmm. He's the first boss in the Ring City, and he's a toughie, and he gave me a lot of trouble in regular New Game, and I kicked his ass in New Game Plus. Nice. Uh, we also watched it Invader not look in the one spot where we were for like 30 minutes. We were just watching him run around and he could not for the life of him find us. And we're just sitting on a roof. And he looked at us like six times and he just, I'm glowing white. It's like, how do you not see me? That is anyway, fantastic. I, I digress. I, in the last two days, have put about 15 hours into a game. Oh. It's not Red Dead. It's not Valkyria Chronicles. Oh, it's going to be something real dumb, isn't it? Metal Max Xeno. Uh, that sounds like a mobile game. <laughs> no, so it's it's the, the reboot. Remember that game that Sony announced, I think, at the last PlayStation experience? And we were like, oh, this looks like Freedom Wars, but with tanks. Vaguely, yes. Yeah, it's that game. Mm, okay. So I have my hands on that, and I just kind of, like, put it in for ha-has, and I was like, ah, I'll probably play this game for, like, you know, an hour, bounce off, and be good, Uh, which is exactly what I did. Uh, There was a Humble Bundle 
and for like 15 bucks, it was another THQ Nordic one. I ended up getting Titan Quest on PlayStation. Okay. And I played it for about 30 minutes and was like, no. But it's the is, it's such a good game. It's bad like, on consoles. It's, it's, it's real bad on consoles. Spoiler alert, it's bad everywhere. It locks on to enemies, but you can't choose the enemy. Dude. It just kind of picks one, and then your character will not stop running at them until they fight them. So it's like, hey, there's a really strong enemy with no health, and I ran off the screen to, like, recover. Go back on screen, picks a small dude, or, like, you know, I'm trying to pick off the little dudes, and it just keeps picking the bad guy, the big bad that I can't kill right now. And it's just like, I want to kill the little ones, please. Yeah, for all you listeners, it, this sounds like a classic case of... Chris being a, a young guy and not remembering when games were just hard like that. And sometimes you just got to kind of, you just got to get good at the game, man. It's That's yeah. how they used to be back in yeah. the day. You, yeah. as, a yeah. young, you as a young and you don't remember this. I'm going to make you play it. <laughs> Believe then me. we'll see. I've played far more Titan Quest than I've ever wanted to. <laughs> yeah. No, this is genuinely bad design. <laughs> uh, and Titan Quest is not as good as I remember. Yeah. Yeah, so... Mm. Yep. Yeah, uh, so I, I I played just like a half hour of that, and I was like, my PlayStation's on, let me install this. And, see. and then I played for like five hours. And then today I played it all day. <laughs> and like, the thing is, is it's like, it's exactly like, you know, it's it's... It's a PS4 exclusive. It's a it's a reboot of an old franchise. It's just a stupid post-apocalyptic game. The whole area is desert. The backdrop looks cheap. You know, it, it's exactly like it. It looks like like you know a cheap NIS America game. You know, you know you know what I'm talking about when I talk about that. Like they make yeah. quality games, but it's like I, I it, it's this year for me. It's the very Fencer F of 2018. Mm. It's like you look at the game and you're like. This doesn't look great. But then you're playing it and it's like it's the stupid like hypersexualization and it's like, "Oh, there's the last girl. This might be the last girl on earth. You know, we got to repopulate." And the girl's like, "But I'm a virgin." <laughs> oh dear lord. It's one of those types of games. But then I go in battle and it's like a JRPG but with tanks. <laughs> And I named them after Advance Wars tanks. So I've got oh, the well MB tank, I got the HV tank, and I got one that I couldn't, you know, name anything else. So I called it Black Hole. <laughs> My main character is Max. I'm just rolling with tanks all day. <laughs> and I'm just like, just tanks, man. I got like one thing where like I have all these like machine guns on this one, and I got an ability that lets me fire all of them at once. And they have oh. infinite ammo, so I just fire like six guns at a time. That sounds and pretty it just good. Kills the screen, sounds, and it's great. Yeah, that sounds pretty great. It's like it, it, it oh, man. It's so simple, and yet like I'm so engaged with it. I like the characters, like they're they're stupid and cliche, but I like them in a weird way. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It feels like a game that is trying way too hard to not try hard, and it's just succeeding. Fair it's enough, just dude. like it's trying to take itself seriously without taking itself too seriously, and it's like it's working. Is it, is it like a B movie that's far more enjoyable than it has any right to be? Dude, it's probably a C movie that reaches <laughs> B movie status. Oh, okay. 
It's like I can't think. It's like it's like two worlds. Ah, uh, see, that's a that's an analogy I can understand. Like two worlds is a shitty game. This game is much better than two worlds in terms of polish. Mm-hmm. As in this game has polish, but like in terms of like I can't put it down. It's two worlds. Yeah. Those those are. Those are fun games to find. Yeah, this is like... A, it's a gem, dude. Yeah. It's... And like, it, it, it's got like... Like I said, like the art, it's like... You know like the backdrops in Freedom Wars? How it's just like desert and like kind of cheap looking textures and stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, generic broken building number one. Generic right. broken building number two, dilapidated bridge. And it's just like, I've seen this before, but much nicer. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like the tanks. You're just driving around in a tank the whole time. And like sometimes like in the field, you can see enemies on the field. And here's a really cool thing. If you're strong enough, you can just kill the enemies on the field. You don't even need to go into a battle. You can target them and shoot them. And if you do enough damage, you just kill them. And it pulls up the XP screen, the item screen, but without having to engage in a battle. That's some smart design. And then there's these super powered guys that'll show up and like, you got to fight them and like, they're really tough. And like, if you fail, it will tell you how close you were to killing it. It'll be like, uh, you know, 80%, a few more upgrades and you should be able to beat this. Or like 56%, you should come back later. Hmm. Or there was one that I fought for like 10 minutes and I did 0%. It was like, you can't kill this thing right now. Don't even bother. (laughs) Did it it wait 10 minutes to tell you? No, it was when I died. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So I I was holding on for dear life. And the cool thing is it doesn't game over. They just like, oh, we knew you were going to die. So we teleported you out. And it just brings you back with full health and everything at the base. And you just go back out. So there's no like bullshit game over screen. There's no lost. There's no lost progress. Oh, wow. It's just like, whatever, go do it again. It's just like, I'm, I am I never feel like I'm failing. It's just like, okay, that was a trial run. Let me change some of my equipment. Let's go. <laughs> and then I'm back in there. And then, like, there was one of the, the guy. I did zero. I ended up getting another tank. So, like, you know, this I still had one tank at the start. Now I have three. I've got a bunch now and a bunch of different people, and it's crazy. Um... And uh, I, I went back and like fucking killed it in like three attacks. Oh, nice. I was like, yeah, I suck it, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> One of my tanks was like a Jeep. So I'm just rolling around in like this big wheel Jeep, just like hammerhead. And I'm like, yeah, I called it Herbie because it was like a beetle Jeep kind of thing. Yeah. You know, the, the love bug. Ah, that's yeah. my nickname. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, it man, sounds like you found a, a nice surprise. Yeah, and I can't stop playing it. And I'm going to beat it this week. Nice. That's that's where I'm at. Like, it, it is... Man. And then it's like... I want to play Red Dead, but it's like... Ah, I gotta beat this game now. <laughs> I've invested so much time already. I gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you see that on, like, sale on, like, PlayStation or something, man... Yeah, let me know if you see it. Give it a shot. Like, it's... Uh Uh-oh. Technical difficulties. Ross sounds like a robot. His end will probably sound fine in this recording. Yeah, yeah. You You keep turning a little robot on me, but...
Yeah. Okay. So it was. It was consistent. It's probably Discord. Uh, good, good news. I'm getting new internet on Sunday. So yeah, it's it's probably just Discord. Yeah. When you but worry um, about it. But nice. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun and a potential um, sleeper in some of your end of the year lists. Dude, like I'm kind of thinking about that now, and it's like this could just because it's so fun, it could make it, man. There we go. It's crazy. Nice. It's crazy. <laughs> It's going to be like my B. Did I have like a B game on my list last year? Uh, you talk about what you've been playing. I want to pull up my last like couple game of the year lists. Sure. Um, so um, one thing I have been playing quite a bit is NBA 2K19 on Switch. I s- started the career mode. Um, I don't know why. I'm not a huge career mode guy in sports games. I used to be when like the, the mode was still pretty new. Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat, and um, but I've just kind of fallen off of it. But started again this year, and I really, really like it. Um, so in 2K, you start off um, basically being undrafted. You're at the NBA draft, you don't get drafted, and you end up going to the Chinese League. So you're playing in China, and like there's cutscenes and storylines going on, and you're trying to work your way back to the NBA, or at least to the G League, and maybe you'll get a shot. And it's actually really well done. Um, now I'm on the just I've made it to the, I've made it back to the NBA. I'm kind of just going through the season, um, increasing, improving my player, and um, yeah, I got picked up by the uh, the Portland Trailblazers, which is pretty exciting. One of the best backcourts in the NBA. Um, so it's fun to play alongside those. Try to working on I'm the sixth man, trying to get the starting role. So. That's been pretty fun. Um, let's see, what else have I been playing? Um, I'm back on Marvel Strike Force on my phone. Uh, I've not spent any money on it since I've returned to it. It's fun. It passes the time. It's great on the train. Um, I have leveled up my Defenders team because they just introduced synergies into the game. So specific teams give buffs to each other and the defender's buff is overpowered so i've been using them a lot because they're a lot of fun and i like the characters um and then i did start up red dead um if you've been a long time listener you know that i personally have an issue with rockstar games specifically the character movement and control um i've always just found it to be sluggish and the necessity to like tap a to sprint just seems super antiquated and pointless and dumb um in red dead 2 they added um a toggle so at least you can just tap a and you'll run instead of walk which is nice you still have to tap to sprint but that's not a huge deal um i've put a couple hours into it um like I just started chapter two and have been doing some side quest stuff. Um, I am liking it so far. Um, I would have played more of it, and it's nothing against the game. It's my basement. Uh, my basement is cold. The heating source down there doesn't work right now. Yeah, and um, it got awful smoky the last time we were there. Yeah. You, you you missed that. Oh, it still smells like it. Don't even worry about it. Um, so, yeah, we're getting didn't someone... didn't do it on purpose. We're getting someone to look come look at the heating source in the basement... Because I don't like being down there because it gets too cold. So once that's fixed, I'll be playing a lot more Red Dead because I'm having fun with it so far. How's um, that? Uh, how's that one S treating you? 
It's nice. Yeah, no complaints. You, you, you feel the little the little extra snappiness to it, right? Like it, it definitely feels a little better. If I had used my Xbox One in the past six months, I probably would notice a lot. It's it seems yeah, it, it's definitely quieter and it definitely yeah. fits in more places. <laughs> it is a much improved Xbox. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's kind of most of what I've been playing. Um, yeah, I feel like there was something else, but no, no, don't have it. So yeah, that's all I've been playing. I haven't been playing a a ton of stuff, but it's kind of where I'm at. You find those lists? Yeah, there wasn't really any B games in those, unless you count Danganronpa. Hmm. That's kind of a B plus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this year you're going to have a B game. Yeah, man. This game is... It is, it is like, in, I think in 2015 was when Fairy Fencer was on my list. Fairy Fencer is like, it is exactly the same type of game where it's just like, they put it out because they can, and it's just like, we made this thing, it's 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 weird and like more in-depth than you think it is at the surface level, and it turns out to be like really engaging. Mm-hmm. And like every time you get into battle, it's just like this guitar shit, it's like, ding, every time. Every damn time, and it never gets old. <laughs> nice. It's just like, man. Uh, just like I get in a battle, and it's like, this is kind of annoying that I'm in a battle again. I went two feet, but that, that guitar shred is pretty good. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, man. Um, nice. Yeah, well, we have, some, we have some news to get through, my friend. Yeah, there's a lot. So I saved this because I wanted to talk with you about this, Ross. Okay. At the very top. Yes. So there was rumors about two weeks ago, uh, Bungie has started development on Destiny 3. And there was a lot to dissect in that. Uh, The leaker is a a reliable leaker, and on the 9. They apparently leaked pretty much everything about Forsaken. And they had some information... Uh, A couple things they said, according to this article from uh, WCCF Tech. Um, The game will feature Europa as a playable location, which was a concept art uh, for the first Destiny. And it looks pretty sweet. Nice. Uh, Kind of a snowy place. Um, They provided details. It will be much more hardcore than even Forsaken. Hardcore. And will feature even more RPG elements. Uh, oh, nice. He teased that Guardians will be able to use darkness in some ways. Last but not least, there would be open world areas with both PvP and PvE content, a first for the franchise. Um, these areas would be where players can fight to conquer territory rather than something like the Division's Dark Zone. Um, Sounds like... A- a lot of that sounds like the next logical like step forward for that franchise yeah. and those mechanics. Yeah, and according to the rumor, uh, Destiny 3 is looking at September 2020, which could put it somewhere in line with new consoles, potentially. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said that or they said there will be a new annual pass in 2019, which we'll know if that's going to be worth it based on the annual pass coming up soon. We get the first piece of content in December for that. Mm. Uh, the Black Armory. So, I have some interesting theories about where Destiny's going. Oh, yeah, go for it. And Do you like triangles? And I wanted to wait for you. So, 
kind of a spoiler if you haven't finished Destiny 2's campaign, which is actually quite good. You should do that. After the credits, there is a scene where after the Traveler reactivates and spreads its light throughout everywhere. It triggers these, like, pyramid-looking ships that are outside the solar system, and they start immediately moving towards the Traveler. The Pyramidia. You could assume immediately that this would be the darkness. Though, theoretically, the darkness was retconned for Destiny 2. Um, It sounds like they're probably... It kind of sounds like they're bringing that back based on some of the dialogue in Forsaken... Yeah, like, I don't think they need to completely retcon it out. I think in the first game, it was so nebulous, and it was this kind of generic thing that they had to lean on way harder than they wanted to because of all the story scrapping. They're retconning that darkness. Yeah. And I I feel like they're going to come back with a better darkness. Yeah, or, like, this is what the darkness was the whole time. It's just, we didn't know until now. So... I have a couple theories about this, and uh, oh, and one other thing. So, in the last, um, the the most recent like third week reset, every three weeks, um, you get to go and see Marasov in her throne room. Mm-hmm. And this time, on one of the hologram tables, was the pyramid ships, and she's talking, and she's like. I can't remember if it was the three weeks before or this most recent one. And she's like, I should have destroyed the, your traveler, you know, back when I had the chance. But, you know, blah, blah, blah reasons. And it's got me thinking. And apparently there are rumors to support this based on the development of the original Destiny. Because okay. if you remember to the original Destiny, you remember the speaker was kind of an ominous, creepy guy. And... The people weren't as, like, gung-ho, like, hyper, like, religious figure about the Traveler. Like, you know, in Destiny 2, it feels, like, almost religious, the worship of the Traveler. Yeah. I don't know if you pick up on that like I pick up on that, but, like, it feels like they're just, like, yeah. It's just the way they talk about the Traveler. It's like they're talking about God, essentially. Well, yeah, I mean, in in a way, yeah, with what it did for humanity and the Elixni, it basically push them forward like well, nothing I, else could possibly yeah. do and like I, I joke with my friends that like we're demigods because we were given our powers by a god you know if you consider the traveler god we're demigods now we're great you know we're kratos we can go and, we can go and kill gods um anyway through all of this i've developed the theory that other people have and that apparently bungie had early in development of the first destiny if uh you know some of the the, the rumors are to be believed that the Traveler may not be quite as good as people think it is. Mm, well, we know the speaker was a joke, so... I like the speaker in two. Uh, well, he was speaker's a cool guy. A, speaker's a fake. He yeah. Doesn't actually, he doesn't actually do anything. Yeah, direct quote. Uh, well, not direct quote, but generalized quote from the game. When he's talking to Gaul, he says, I speak for the Traveler. I never said it spoke to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's he's it's just, just like, he's just a dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's just but a like, dude. like when the, when the dude's just like you don't even know. I can't even talk to the traveler, man. <laughs> oh, see, for, for me, the speaker comes off like, oh, yeah, what a shocker, what a douche. Well, yeah, I, he's being a douche to Gaul, but no, yeah. he's being a douche to everyone who follows him. I know, I know, but anyway, I don't like the speaker. Keep going. So. 
I'm glad here, he's dead. Here, here, here's my theory. So the traveler got to Earth. The traveler was being chased away. So the traveler uplifted one species, and I, I, I'm gonna get into kind of a comparison here for a minute, in terms of Starcraft. Okay. Okay. Just keep that in the back of your mind. This okay. is gonna go places, people. Give me a couple minutes for this. Just here we if, go. If you want to skip ahead a little bit, I don't slow, blame you. Slow build. This is gonna be okay. So in Starcraft, you're familiar with the Zelnaga. Yes. So the Zelnaga uplifted the Protoss. The Protoss were a tribal race that was fighting against each other all the time. The Zelnaga came in, they gave them the Kala, which let them connect. They were always afraid because they were telepathic and they couldn't God. hear each other. So like, you know, they 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 were they were skeptical of everybody. The best with race. With the Kala, yeah. With the Kala, they could hear each other's thoughts. It allowed the Protoss to unite in a way they didn't think was possible. But the Dark Templar couldn't connect to the Kala. There was a civil war. They got exiled, whatever. The Zelnaga were upset. They were like, we failed in what we were trying to do in uplifting this race. So then they go and make the Zerg <sighs> to the kill the Protoss. Race. God. So they find these like crazy dangerous species and they uplift them into this race to go kill the Protoss. But they failed. And the, the Zerg weren't strong enough to just outright beat the Protoss initially. And the Protoss started fighting back. And they were like, no, 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 no. Our creators... Or, or not our creators, but you know what I mean. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't just get to get rid of us. And we got StarCraft because of that. So that was great. Yeah, it's, now, it's, it's almost... Yeah, keep going. The Traveler uplifted the Fallen. Made them prosperous. Something went wrong. And now the Fallen are angry scavengers trying to kill Guardians. It, well, yeah, because they're trying to get the Traveler to come back to them. Because right. they feel like he deserted him for no reason. So, what if it's a scenario where... Look at Earth, humanity. I, I Now, I'm not the biggest lore expert on Destiny 1. So, like, this is coming from more of a Destiny 2 perspective. Assuming, like, you know, and understanding that they retconned a lot of 1. Because the PC people never played it and stuff like that. I'm coming at this of, let's, let's look at Destiny 2 slightly in isolation. Okay. And, and, and I... I am a big fan of Destiny lore, so if I have anything to add, I will all jump in. So, the Traveler, you know, is with the Fallen, or leaves them, they become the Fallen, and comes to Earth. Earth was in a golden age, and then I believe something went wrong. They were devastated by, like, war or something, and the Traveler came. Yes. Am I correct? Yes. I don't remember the details of the war. Can you enlighten me? Um, so it was, what was it called? Uh, yeah, so I, for the Elixni, I think it was called like the hurricane or something for humanity it was called a collapse. Um, so it's basically, I'm on the destiny wiki. It's the period of time after the golden age, which was, um, which was fraught with space travel and all of these things. Uh, so at traveler. some point they probably went out and pissed somebody off. Um, so there are theories about that. So the collapse is basically uh, the time after the Golden Age when the darkness destroyed most of humanity's civilization. Um, a lot of people theorize that um, the reason for this is that the Traveler is afraid of the darkness, which is why the darkness 
had caught up to the Traveler when it was with the Elixni, aka the Fallen, and that's why it left and came to Earth because it's always running. I remember from the that. Darkness. I remember that. Yeah. So. And so okay. it tried. It tr- oh, tried sorry, to run away. Ahead. It tried to run away again, and then um, Rasputin basically attacked it and said, "No, you're not leaving." <laughs> um, well, Rasputin's that, what kept it on Earth. Yep, Rasputin. Good man. Good att- man. Attacked it, and that's why it's like busted up <laughs> because Rasputin used everything to not let it run when the darkness came. So, so, so here's my here's my theory. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that actually even helps. The fact that we kept it from leaving is important. We as humans, we're, mm. we're part of that. We're part of that. We're humans, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Theoretically. Theoretically. Uh, so, let's say, we don't know the history of the Fallen, but let's say the Fallen befell some kind of tragedy. Mm-hmm. Traveler comes in, uplifts the species, gets what it needs from them, not running, leaves. Okay? Mm-hmm. Gets what it wants, leaves. Doesn't care about them anymore. If it cared, it would have stayed. So we're assuming... We're, we're going to go along the lines of... We're, we're, we're making an assumption here that if the Traveler really cared, it would have stayed. Okay? Which okay. I think would be reasonable if you uplift a civilization and, you know, you care, you would stay to continue to see them prosper. That sounds reasonable, Correct? Yes, with the only exception being, hey, I won't survive if I stay here as much as I want to chill and watch this, so I'm going to bounce. Theoretically, now I I have another opinion about that, okay, so, you know how everything in Destiny is a fight for power. We're trying Mm -hmm. to get more power, build up power, get more powerful. We want to make the numbers go up. Oh, yeah. What if that's exactly what the Traveler wants? Hmm. Traveler needs power. Why not empower a bunch of now demigod people to go out and collect it? Give them this little ghost, which could be a container for power. It's going to siphon the power away from us. When you're done, take the power and run. Hmm. Yeah. What if the darkness is just what the traveler looks at it and, you know... I'm also relying a little bit kind of on the indoctrination theory uh, a little bit here. Oh, Nobody's man. left from before the, you know, the collapse. Talk dirty to me. They're, they're gone, dude. So all these people have grown in the light of the Traveler. That's why they're just like, so like the Traveler is yes. Oh my, yes. Oh my Traveler, yes. You know, these people, for, they know nothing else. For the For the most part, yes. They're definitely like, Cade was around during the collapse, I think. But he doesn't remember. During the collapse. He doesn't remember. Yeah, that's true. All he remembers is he had a wife and a child. Mm. So, assuming no one is remaining, who knows? Anything could be the case. The Traveler could have come under any circumstances. Yeah. The Traveler could have been the cause of the collapse. Yeah. So, now, it's giving us this power. We're weak. But for all this power it's given us, Earth is swarmed by Fallen and Cabal. Mars swarmed by Cabal and Hive. All these planets and all these locations, we can't take them back. We're so few in number. We're not prospering. We're just out there fighting, getting more power. 
for the promise that the traveler's going to do something. The right. only time the traveler did anything was when it itself was at risk. Yeah. The traveler did nothing to stop the attack on the tower. The traveler has done nothing to protect the human territories in the system. The traveler had done literally nothing except send out ghosts and tell people to collect power and just kind of do whatever. But the moment it's threatened by Gaul and Gaul is wielding its power, it's like, mm, eh, no. Only then. And then it just goes to sleep again. Whatever, no big deal, I guess. You know, the traveler's awake, oh my god! But nothing's fixed. Nothing is better. Everything's exactly the same. The traveler's yeah. not doing anything for humanity. Except not waiting anymore. for the moment to collect power. And with those rumors... And with this rumor of darkness power, and with these PvP zones, what if, in Destiny 3, it turns out the Traveler's not such a great guy? What if it turns out the Traveler wants to leave now? We know where Rasputin is. All the Traveler needs to say- Look at Zavala. Zavala is so scared of the power of Rasputin. Yep. He doesn't want anything to do with it. Oh, yeah. Why not? Maybe that's a little bit of the Traveler speaking a little softly in the air. No, 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 not him. He's a dick. <laughs> oh, so you're saying that Zavala is I'm saying speaks right for the Traveler. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think Zavala doesn't want to get involved even after Cade is killed? Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to get involved in things that don't involve the Traveler. There's no action being taken. They don't care. They're so complacent. Because they can just get their power and whatever. And So Destiny 3, let's say theoretically, it presents you with an opportunity. The Traveler's done. The Traveler wants to go. Oh, yeah. The Traveler decides, okay. All you Guardians who are sworn to the light. Go get this power. Anyone who does not agree with us, take their power. You create this kind of civil war among the Guardians. Mm -hmm. Where the Vanguard is like, you know, we got to do it for the Traveler. I think Ikora would be the one to split of the two. I could oh, see yeah. Ikora being like, no, we can't sacrifice Guardians just to give the Traveler light. Like, that's not how it works. You know, the Traveler's supposed to protect us. And Zavala would be like, damn it, we've, done, we've come too far. We have to do what the Traveler wants. You know? Mm. And you splinter. And they lose their light. They lose their ghost. But then the darkness comes. The uh, air quotes darkness. They find you and it's like, hey, you know what? We're not actually the darkness. We've been tracking this thing. It's just been crippling civilizations. It just feeds. It's a parasite. It feeds and leaves. And just keeps doing it. We're here to stop it. The darkness power isn't darkness, but it's, it is a counter to the traveler's power. Oh yeah. And these PVP zones where you're fighting for territory. Why would guardians fight for territory in a PVE zone? Unless it's for a purpose, unless it's for, Hey, we need to keep this away from the traveler or we need to claim this for the traveler. Right. It's not a perfect theory. You could poke holes here or there. But I think it's something. I think it's something. Yeah. Yeah. I think out of all the things 
that Destiny has brought. I think its lore is one of the most underrated because of how backwards it was presented in the first game. But there's so much potential. And I think I'm that would be an excited. incredible direction for them to go for Destiny 3. And it would make perfect sense. Once I saw PvE, PvP, and fighting for territory, I'm like, it has to be like a Guardian Civil War. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like the Marvel one, you know? It's just like two super-powered sides that just can't agree on this thing. Mm-hmm. They're going to fight to take stuff from the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I feel I, I feel like, civil, like a Guardian Civil War is not a conclusive end to a trilogy. No, but here's the thing. Is... You, the game, the, the story doesn't finish with Destiny 3, dude. Destiny 3 is just the groundwork. You see what people do, the decisions they make, and then you build your content around that. So that big year one expansion mm, yeah, will hold on. Yeah. A whole bunch of people sided with the against the Traveler. Right. That side is winning now. Yeah. And then you continue to allow the community to define the ending of Destiny. It's like and then nobody, then nobody remembers Destiny 1 anymore. <laughs> Everybody's just like, they listened and they ma- they built the game that I wanted. And for the people who are on the losing side, it's still like, it, it sucks that I'm not winning and that they're siding against me, but it's really cool that this thing is happening in a dynamic way. Right. That could be... A game changer. That would redefine... The same way Bungie defined this genre of, like, shared world loot shooters. They would redefine it again. Mm. In an instant. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That's the statement, dude, right there. That's, like, what you do. If you want Destiny to mean something, it all comes down to this third game. That's the goodies. And if you... Man, if you turn this into a thing where everything you thought you knew is wrong, and then you have players deciding, well, no, I don't think it's wrong. I think it's right. And then you have players like, no, you're crazy. This makes perfect sense. The Traveler's bad. And then you've got friends. Like, you know, you could you, you would have content, obviously, where people would team up. But, like, imagine, like, Crucible matches... Light versus dark. Yeah, I think... You know? And, like... I think... Friends. Friends against friends. You know? Like, I... You know, we're playing the game together. You would have scenarios where you could play together. You can't take that away. But in a sense of, like, you know, in these zones, you have to, like, support your side. And it's like, no, you're wrong. You know, I will play this game with you. I will raid with you. I will do all these things with you. But I will never agree with you about the Traveler. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think the... If they do go that way, which is a really fun way that they could go, their biggest challenge is making the choice difficult. That is such an easy trap to fall into. Because like Marvel Civil War, the movie, it's pretty clear that Captain America is in the right. Like everyone comes out of the movie saying Captain America was the good guy in that. They need to make the choice Compelling and difficult for Tony people. Stark wasn't completely wrong, though. No, but he was largely wrong. I, I understand. He panicked. He overreacted. Yeah. I understand that. 
He had good intentions in the worst way. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Exactly. I understand that. And he sold it, man. Hmm. RGJ. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. Like, RGK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> put RGK in there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but no, like, I think what makes it difficult is that you have two games of this guy's good, and then all of a sudden, it's just, now he's not. Yeah, I think that... And I feel like that creates... If you can make a compelling enough argument... Like, you can't make it too compelling, but you just kind of make it a pressure situation. Just like, you know, there's not a lot of time, Guardian, but your Traveler is dooming your race. Mm -hmm. You need to make a decision. Will you fight with it or fight with us? Yeah. And And then just have your ghost sitting there like, Guardian, you won't betray the Traveler. And they're just like, no, it's not too late. It's now or never. And then just make the decision. And just yeah. make it a pressure and just like, do I side with everything I think I know? Or do I side with the thing I know nothing about? Mm-hmm. And that presents mm-hmm. its own excitement. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Um... And then multiple characters, dude. I got my Titan going down the Anti-Traveler. I got my Hunter going down Pro-Traveler. And it's like, you have these... To, you get to experience the whole story. But each character is special. It's just like, you know, my Titan is New Monarchy. My Hunter is Dead Orbit. You know, it's like... Each it's gun like has that. a story. Now, now each new character will have their, can have their own story, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm with you. I think, I think a lot of people have been suspicious about The Traveler for a while and I hope they do explore that I feel like we should be because we don't know anything but what they told us and these people have grown up around it we're just some dead person who got revived we're just some zombie and yeah and who Who Peter Dinklage revived and was like no trust me we're cool I I know a guy he's a big white orb he's great and and who told us about the traveler the speaker exactly the speaker is a fake yeah it dude they're indoctrinated it's just like it's Dude, dude, don't stop bringing that up because it makes me sad every time. I know. It's it, that was the right. But way that, anyway. that's that's the equivalent of it, though. Yeah. It's just like yeah, they yeah. know nothing. You know, they're they're just their mind is so like convinced they know nothing else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever questioned. Nobody in that universe has ever questioned the traveler, except for the people, except for everybody else. No humans have questioned the Traveler. Everybody's just like, fucking, yeah, sure. I, I don't have to die. I got magic? Space magic? Yeah, that sounds great. Let's go. Yeah. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Well, this one I want to look, because I think its teeth might be rotten. Hmm. Anyway. Oh, man. So, yeah, I, I've been saving that for, like, two weeks, man. <laughs> I am passionate about that. Yeah, dude. Well, I think it was worth it. I think it was worth it. Yeah, no, that, that was a lot of fun to kind of delve into. It's the Destiny lore is super good. It's super good. What do you um, want to hit next? Well, this is an old one too, but uh, so Warhawk is shutting down. If oh. you can believe that it hasn't already. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. So Warhawk we, is we shutting have so down. So many good memories. Oh my god, a a big chunk of our friendship was built on Warhawk. Yeah. Yeah, that's Do definitely you take me for a lesser man? <laughs> As we jetpack knife fight in the sky. Yep. 
oh my god, jetpack knife fighting, the binoculars. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh god, that just game was boosting, so good. Boosting the trophies. Oh, oh my so god, that game. And then we actually played it and really liked it. Yeah. We went online and then Ross Damage Zone. Ross Damage <laughs> What? Ross Damage Zone! Damage Zone! Damage Oh shit! <laughs> I wasn't just enjoying the scenery, man. Yeah. I wasn't even paying attention to what was going on. <laughs> Ross would always. We're in a Jeep. Ross just starts driving in a straight line. See the line coming up. Ross, damage zone. Da- da- damage zone. Ross, damage zone. We're in the damage zone. The clock's like, Ross, damage zone. Damage zone. He's like, hey, man, you know what? Too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> like, he turns around <laughs> and drives back in. I think one time we did die. And he is like, yeah. why didn't you tell me? <laughs> you know, you know, I was just, I was living my best life. And that's before, why I'm not allowed to knew. drive in video games anymore. <laughs> or, or to lead. Or to lead, yeah. Directions. Yeah. God, I'm so um, lost all the time. So now here's the, I guess the funny thing. It's, so Warhawk on the back of its boxed package oh states that, Players will be giving a, given a 90-day notice prior to the shutdown of online services. Oh, wow. Really? Yep. <laughs> nowhere, nowhere mentioned in the digital one. Does it say uh, that on every game case? I don't know. At least on the Sony ones. They're shutting it down within oh, wow. 30 as oh, of the posting lawsuit. of that. No, so apparently it has something to do with where the servers for Warhawk are. And apparently it's just like they physically can't move them and the location might be like shutting down or something. Oh, that's a bummer. And apparently all the servers are PS4 or PS3s. God. God. (laughs) So it's just a server room with racks of PS3s to host Warhawk. Sony, I know. And they're going away. Sony, I know that people complain about remaster remaster this and bring it in all play. Yeah. I'd play it a lot. Those jetpack battles. Make it a free-to-play game and just monetize the shit out of it. I don't care. Yeah. It's those jetpack knife battles. That game would still Thing be Thing of good. legend. That's the multiplayer game they don't have right now. They already have it. They released it in 2007. Oh, yep. And it was called Mag. Massive action game. That was like 2010, man. Slow your roll. <laughs> uh, well, that's sad to hear. It's um, very sad. That I'll never put forget damage zone. Put our da- memories in put there. Put Ross, comma, damage zone. Yep. Oh man. But um <laughs> continues to escalate. Uh but yeah, yeah, so that's sad. They should bring that back. I think Starhawk is already shut down. It was far less popular. Well yeah, it was that was far, less well received. It was far less good. And they put that guy in PlayStation All-Stars. The, the Starhawk guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because that game had a guy. Yo, they could have put just a floating jetpack and knife in the game. Yo, that would have been perfect. <laughs> so on, on the topic of PlayStation All-Stars, let's talk to the game about the game that uh, inspired it. Let's be mm-hmm. real. Uh, Ross, there was a Nintendo Direct today about there Super was. Smash. What can you tell us? So, I can tell you, they confirmed some new characters. Um, they confirmed Ken, who will be an Echo Fighter of Ryu from Street Fighter. Sounds like a waste of a character, but go on. Uh, I mean, it's an Echo it's Fighter, fine. so yeah, you know. I know, I know. Um, he's, he's a little bit faster than Ryu, so there's that. They could have put um, Goku in the game. He's in the goddamn 
Thanksgiving parade now. Did you hear about that? He has a. <laughs> I did. He's an yes, official balloon. Yeah. Um. So the other character that they announced, um, during the conference was Incineroar, which is the new, um, final evolution of the most recent fire starter in Pokemon Sun and Moon, who is like a wrestler luchador, cat. So that's something. And then after they said that, um, if you like. PD Piranha, like the, or not PD Piranha, but like Piranha Plan is like a pre-order bonus. Which um, is just crazy. Which is is weird, but sure. And then there's going to be five DLC characters. Uh, You can buy the, like, season pass for $25, or you can buy each one individually for $6. They each come with one character, one music track, and one stage. Okay. Um, So... There's so, still hope for Goku. Okay, so one of them is going to be from the new Fire Emblem coming out next year. Yeah. Okay. One is going to praise the sun. One could be an Echo Fighter for Bayonetta from Bayonetta 3, if they mm-hmm. change her look again. Diablo? Solaire? Yep. I can't get that amiibo, by the way. It's already sold out everywhere. Did you hear oh. every <laughs> Smash character is getting a new amiibo? Oh, they're Jesus they're re-releasing Christ. the existing ones, and every single one of them is getting an amiibo. Oh, yep. Boy. Yeah, poor Dan Riker. Um, He's yeah, got to hunt all those down. Yeah, well, um, his own damn fault. Yeah. Um, his own damn I have, fault. Uh, yeah. Finish off who you think is going to be DLC, because I have some more stuff. I mean, fans have been asking for Goku so much. I feel like at some point they have to do it. Um, wouldn't it be crazy if at, like... Xbox thing, they were like, hey, Banjo-Kazooie is going to Smash. You have a Nintendo guy show up. It's like, we're bringing him to Smash. Yeah, and Master then, Chef. And then, Master like, Chef. in exchange... No, they wouldn't do that. It would be Banjo-Kazooie. But in exchange... You don't know, man. In Snakes exchange, in you do some kind of crossover from Nintendo. Like, you know, Star Fox content is coming to the Xbox version of Battle for Atlas. I mean, they've played nice. So yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't you, be surprised. You, you trade, you know, they, they have played nice before. Exactly. So it's like, that's something that could theoretically, you know, happen. Um, what so, else do um, they have coming out next year? Uh, Maybe a is, new Samus, a new Metroid uh, thing. If there's a good, like maybe? if they like, there, there's always rumors that Metroid prime four would involve one of the hunters. I think from, uh, I think it was oh, Corruption gosh. and from Prime Hunters. What if they brought one of them in? Maybe. Um, it's I. My guess before today would have been an arms character, but... Uh, I, the and I'm of, amazed they the, still don't have one. Well, the mascot of the arms game, like the main dude, is was confirmed as an assist trophy. Oh. So, um, much like um, Shovel Knight, that dug his own grave. Um, so, let's see. Other announcements... They revealed, uh, they released like a four and a half minute cutscene, uh, like the intro cutscene for the new story mode called World of Light. Um, hey man, I like, I still like Subspace Emissary. I know like it's Ike. not, we like Ike. Um, so basically this big, this weird celestial being in the sky is descending with all of these master hands. And then there's dialogue from the characters too. Where they're like, we'll have to each take out like 10 apiece. And then the thing shoots out lasers, like beams of light, and like freezes or destroys everyone. The only one to really get away was like Kirby. So I don't know what's happening, but it looks cool. Um, And then 
what people thought the story mode was going to be was also revealed um, spirits, which um, I still haven't wrapped my head around entirely. So they basically are weird. taking the place of tr like the the trophies um, that you could collect, and they would have like background information about the character or the item, whatever it was. But with these, you, you like they buff characters, but it's also like a way they're framing it as like a way to like even have more like crossover fight potential um, because you can have like revolver ocelot like battle like it, it sounds um, like it's like like a lot of fighting games do it where you can have like i realized I, i'm realizing right now i listened to one of the podcasts a couple weeks ago and i said like so much just so much oh yeah and i couldn't believe it it's an easy trap to fall into yeah so, they have these amplifiers, like, so, <laughs> now I'm conscious of it every time I say it. <laughs> um, they have these amplifiers that change subtly the way your character might play, like Marvel vs. Capcom uh, Ultimate or Infinite, whichever was the last one that came out. They had Infinite, the, the, yeah. the, 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 uh, the stones, yeah. and yeah, yeah. that changed, like, it changed some of the ways that you... Uh, how how some of your moves impacted things like that. So I wonder if it's their attempt to kind of le legitimize the fighting games aspect of Smash by adding that Maybe. and allowing Smash to be more tailored and competitive. So like it's not just two Bayonetta's fighting. It's one Bayonetta has this amplifier and another Bayonetta has this amplifier. So it's, it's two different Bayonetta's. Kotaku has a pretty good rundown on it, and I'm going to just read a little bit from this. Um, so it says that players can trade in earned spirits they have for a core that lets them summon new spirits, which feels kind of like a gotcha game, like oftentimes found on mobile. Um, Do you think they'll have, have a pay to get those things? Do I, don't, think I don't think so. I think it's going to be... Uh, I don't think so. I think it's going to be all in-game currency. So it's going like to be more of an engagement be. thing. Yeah. To keep yeah, people coming so, back. I think so. Um, and I could see them adding more in free updates and stuff. Um, Spirits have four tiers of power. Novice, Advanced, Ace, and Legend. Um, the Augment Fighter's abilities, depending on their stats, each has a type as well that falls into the c category of Attack, Grab, and Shield, um, which in a rock, paper, scissors fashion are strong and weak against a type. So, like, it's interesting. Um, the examples they use for the different classes is, like, I forgot his name, but he's from Paper Mario, I think, Thousand Year Door, The Little Mouse... Um, then they have, I think, Silver the Hedgehog. And then they have, oh, what's her name from Fire Emblem? Uh, Red Hair, Spear, Woman. She Red was from hair, Awakening. Um, oh God, it's gonna, it's gonna bother me. Uh, I'm gonna send this to you, um, so you can tell me what the name of the character is because okay. it's gonna drive me insane. Um, and then like for the Legend, they have like Dry Bones Bowser um, A as different. In Red Dead. That's not what I is told you. Is it the link you. that's in the article? Uh, here. Or that's in the, the window here? Yeah, yeah. Go click on that link and then scroll down. Okay. Um, a little past halfway where it shows the four. There are several spirit classes. I'm blanking on her name and it's driving me insane. Um, is she a in the membrane. Yeah. So, um, it's it's toward the bottom. It's, the several spirit classes. Um, do you do you, do you not see it? 
I uh, I don't see Let her me... picture anywhere. I see a couple uh, videos. Let's see. Well, okay, never mind. But so yeah. Link me um, the thing that you're looking at directly, and I'll I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, I will. Um, but it it's a weird thing because yeah, it would kind of customize it, but at the same time, I feel like it delegitimizes the fighting part of it because it's like oh it can be anything there you go there it is um so i'm not oh, sure exactly Hinoka. yeah thank you she's not um, from awakening she's from uh fates oh that was just me playing fire emblem um warriors I'm pretty sure or whatever yeah Hinoka, i actually remembered that yeah i'm nice. proud of me uh, <laughs> um but yeah so you can see kind of the different tiers of like strength there um so yeah it's interesting um like i'm i'm pretty ready for the game to come out i want to play it but yeah. like um like some of the spirits they have just in the picture at the top of the article they have uh ocelot from metal gear solid 5 they have dragon knight they have kk slider they have knuckles the hedgehog they have wabafet they have a metroid they have um zero from mega man um, oh, Isaac is a Innocent Trophy. Aww. They showed him. I, I knew he wasn't going to get a character, so I'm glad he's in the game at all. But he uses his uh, Psy Energy glove to like so, push them away. So, Ross, what you're saying is everybody's here. Everyone's here. Please be excited. Put that in um, the thing. Put that in the thing. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for the game. I can't. December 7th is quickly approaching. Um, so I'm pretty excited about it. Are you excited for Smash? Yeah. Are you getting, uh, Diablo for Switch? Um, I wasn't sure because I, it's I'm not a game I like to play tomorrow. by myself. I'm picking it up. Oh, you are picking it up. Yes, tomorrow. I, d I didn't think you were going to end up picking it up. Nice. I, I didn't think so either until it was about to come out and I was like, I want this game. It's kind of like the Red Dead Syndrome and I was like, I want this game. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. You're gonna, you're gonna make the me very buy last thing. minute. Well, and now I have to buy the Nintendo online, and so it's like if I'm gonna buy that, I want someone to play something with. I I will play it with you, my <laughs> yes, friend. Yes, I have all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and when I come to visit, we can play together in the same room through oh my ad hoc gosh. multiplayer. Um. Yeah, dude. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've seen it running. It, it runs. Seems to it run pretty well. It looks like it works really well. That was my concern. Yeah. Was like, is it not going to run well? And then it looks like it runs extremely well. Yeah. Oh, BlizzCon is tomorrow. Oh wow. That's oh not my up. god. BlizzCon is tomorrow. You're gonna have to give me live updates, my friend. You're gonna have to give me updates. I, I Actually, think we might have I'll, our I'll, title. Yeah, I'll just I'll just watch it at work. I don't care. Oh man, um, I, I I don't know. I have the interview tomorrow, so I don't even know if I'm going to be home to watch it. Well, it depends when it starts. Yeah, well, I I will be watching, Good. so I will let you know. Good. Um, I will have it on my computer. So, oh, dude, Diablo Two Remaster. What if it comes to the Switch? It won't. I'd be pretty. It's not. They're not going to bring it to consoles. You don't know. Quote that. me. Shh. Quote me. Quote me right now. It's not coming to I'm consoles. Not, I'm, I'm not quoting. Dude, if it comes to consoles, that would be regrettable. Because I would have to buy it on multiple consoles. <laughs> <laughs> In an ideal world, I would not want that to happen. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, yep. Another <sighs> game I have to buy. Thanks. I was... Oh, also... 
for anyone who wasn't aware, Transistor came out on Switch. I heard today. it's really good. I heard they kind of cleaned it up a bit. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, dude. So I I want to talk about two. Um, well, th- hold on. Let's go through this intelligently, okay? I'm gonna start. Okay. There's three PlayStation things I want to talk about in descending order. Well, I'm gonna talk about the first two things because they're relevant, okay? First, um, Xbox Live Games with Gold were announced for November. Uh, Battlefield One, the two-year-old Battlefield game, and not yep. the one that they want you to buy in November. Mm. It's going to be free, but they still want you to buy Battlefield Five. That seems stupid to me. You know. Why would you give away your old game for free when you want people to buy the new game? Yeah, so you can know what they're getting into it's and they'll stupid. fall in love with it and they're like, I'll buy the new one. It's unintelligent. I do, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. Yes. Uh, and Race the Sun, which sounds familiar, but I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Ra- Race the Sun? Yes. It's like, a, it's like an infinite runner where you're like a triangle... And oh. you're moving forward very fast, and you have okay. to dodge left I and right to I dodge obstacles. Um, I played a little bit yeah. of it. And for the it's 360 okay. compatible with Xbox One, they're doing Assassin's Creed and Dante's Inferno, which I thought of Dante's Inferno, and I was like, man, that game sucks. I might have to play it again. Yeah, um, dude, it's it's bad in a good way. Wait, the original Assassin's Creed? Yes. Huh, interesting yep, choice. Uh, on the PlayStation side, so we're going to go from neutral to good to re- kind of bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, the neutral news. They confirmed that the leak uh, in September for, or like it was either late September or early October that they leaked the November games. It was okay. accurate. So PlayStation 4 owners are getting Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition and Yakuza Kiwami. Hey, Kiwami's great. So you should download you, Kiwami. If you have Kiwami, Ross, and now that you have yeah. this free digital version of it, mm. you could trade in oh, your yeah. disc and make money. That is true. I might um, just do that. And PlayStation 3 is getting Jackbox Party Pack 2 and Arquito series. Don't even know what that is. PlayStation Vita, rest in peace. Uh, Burly yeah. Men at Sea and Rundabout. Uh, Massachusetts, do the game. Rundabout. Yeah, yeah pretty okay. close. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that's the okay news. Uh, I'm going to hype myself up a little bit. They released a trailer for the Medieval Remaster, and it is glorious the music was perfect the game looks amazing they even did like direct like here's what it looked like on playstation one and here's what it looks like now and i'm like yes did they say next year like just 2019 yeah okay they have the deeper dan voice which is good like the first game because the first game had a really good and like you know he would talk and be like mm-hmm and like he had a really yeah. good deep voice in Medieval Two, they ruined it because he like he kind of talked like he kind of talked like this for the higher pitch and eh. mm. it was really yeah, bad. Yeah, like the first one better. Yeah, because it's like it, you know he doesn't have a bottom jaw. He actually said words in the second one and it's, no 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 no. Oh, that's not possible. He just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in the first <laughs> one. So that's him saying I'll show you. You know, and it's just <laughs> like he's just yelling. You know, how's it going? Not good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> He is charming. He is very charming. And I can't well, wait to play that game because that looks like... It looks like they care. And yeah. that... As the person who has been begging for years for them to do this, 
It's all I can ask for is yeah, that they really care is. when they do it. And as much as I don't like Sean Layden, I like him for this. <laughs> <laughs> and this could be the thing that turns around our relationship. Um, man, it looks so good. You should watch that trailer. If you haven't, it's so good. It looks like medieval, I know, but like, it probably won't control like ass. Probably, yeah. yeah. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy. I truly for me. am. And uh, in not so great news, we got the full mm. list of PlayStation Classic games. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead, man. Uh, Battle Arena Toshinden, That's which a, as a I, cult classic, as I understand, understand, is completely outclassed by the fact that Tekken is on the di- uh, on the thing. So everybody's like, why would you have an inferior fighting game next to Tekken? Mm, okay. Which I agree. Especially the best Tekken on PlayStation 1, arguably. Uh, cool Borders 2. Okay. Destruction Derby. Okay. Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, sure. Grand Theft Auto. The first Grand Theft Auto. Huh. Intelligent Cube, with a Q-U-B-E. Oh, yeah. Jumping Flash. Yeah. They did get Metal Gear Solid. This they did not so get good. Castlevania Symphony of Night, the superior PS1 version, not the recently released thing with the bad dialogue and the bad Alucard voice. Mm. Mr. Driller. Hey. Do you know what that is? Mr. Driller? Yeah. You familiar? Yeah. Oh. I had I no clue familiar. what Mr. Yeah. Driller was before I saw it. Oh, yeah. Oddworld Apes Odyssey. Yep, that's good. Rayman. Yeah, sure. Resident Evil Director's Cut. Yep. Revelations Persona. So the first Persona hey, game. Okay. Which yeah, apparently yeah. had an awful localization. Oh, yeah. I, it's, I where, like, it's, they cut yeah. content and they completely changed I, the way Atlas operates. And I, I'm pretty sure they made one character who was Japanese in the original game. They just changed the color of his skin and made him a black kid oh good yeah uh, you know ridge racer 90s. type 4 no gran turismo mm. super puzzle fighter 2 turbo okay siphon filter the first one tekken 3 okay. yep the best tekken tom clancy's rainbow six hey. an early ps1 shooter with no joysticks a first-person shooter on a controller with no joysticks. Yeah, dude. Sounds pretty good. The first Twisted Metal, not the second. You gotta go with the originals, my the man. The first one's good, but Twisted Metal 2 was the... Twisted Metal 2 is the reason we still talk about Twisted Metal. It's the only reason it's still relevant, <laughs> man. Twisted Metal 1 was good in a vacuum. People are going to pick up Twisted Metal on that thing, and they're going to be like, this game sucks. And they're never going to understand how good Twisted Metal was. Because they're like, they'll be like, okay, the one on PS3 wasn't great. Let's go back to the beginning and see what this was all about. Oh, it's still no. better than the PS3 one. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not crazy here. I'm not going to say things I can't take back. Nothing is worse than that dumpster fire. Uh, okay. I mean, I would arguably put Twisted Metal 3 above that. 
And Twisted Metal 3 is technically the worst game. Like spider so, car. You got stuck to walls and shit, man. It sucked. What else? Wild Arms. Yeah, that's good. And uh, good old Jason Schreier threw out a couple of suggestions uh, for games that should have been on there. Uh, is it is it Suikoden or is it Sukoden? It's, uh, from what I understand, it is Suikoden. Suikoden? Uh, I think so. Okay. Shit. It's fine. No. Uh, one and two. Okay, as long as they include two, because that one is supposed to supposedly much better, even though I thoroughly enjoyed one. Uh, Lunar 1 and 2, Saga yeah. Frontier, Xenogears, Final Fantasy Tactics, Brave Fencer Musashi, which Tony loves, excuse me, Breath of Fire 3, Chrono Cross, Vagrant Story, Ogre Battles, Grandia. Yeah, those are a lot of good games. Yep. Well, so hmm. I'm not going to buy this as much as I kind of want it. I am not going to be buying the PlayStation Classic. Yeah, and like, it's none of those games are even like rare. Like, so, some of the cool things about like the SNES Classic is that like, if you didn't have a Wii U to play Earthbound, like that was a very affordable way to play Earthbound. And like the other and, thing is, it's like, and it came with an unreleased game, Star Fox Two. Yeah, like there was incentive that was cool. But like that felt like a greatest hits. You know that yeah. felt like. There was, even if you didn't like all the games on there, you could understand why they're there. This feels like the PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale roster. This, this just feels like, what the <laughs> A bit the underwhelming. This just feels like, what the hell? It's like they didn't even care. It's like they don't remember what made it. Like, honestly, you should have, they should, there should be more games. You should have both Twisted Metals on there. One and two. I would even take four. If you wanted to give me four, four was really good. Like, it... There should be more than one. If anything, I think you should put all the Twisted Metal games on there. That's five games, five guaranteed good games, except for three. <laughs> yeah, and it like seems they should like... be on there. You should have all three Final Fantasies from that seven, eight, and nine. They should all be there. We this should not yeah. be a couple of big game like no offense like rayman is a good game but that's not what i think about when i think playstation like resident evil i get it you know you know people are talking about revelations persona they were like they should put the second game it's way better you know it's like i feel like they're not picking the best games they could even put on here other than final fantasy 7 and metal gear solid and tekken 3 i don't there's three games on here that are definitively the best version of of that game on the console, you know? Mm, yeah. And, and, and people yeah. would argue against Final Fantasy VII, but, like, you know, there's nothing else like Metal Gear Solid. There's nothing else quite like Final Fantasy VII. And Tekken 3 was the best Tekken on the platform. Yeah. But they're not yeah. even yeah. getting it's... the best versions of the games. Like, the guess what? The Nintendo Switch has more PS1 Final Fantasy games than the PS1 Classic. <laughs> it... it... It's going to have seven and nine. It blows my mind, uh, dude. Man. Yeah, it was... It just... I don't know if it's, like, licensing things with, like, Square Enix. But, like, they gave their seven. Games, or like, they gave seven. I don't get it. Like, I get it because they're probably... It's probably the fact that they're releasing all these games. Like, they're releasing nine on all these platforms for sale now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're doing the same thing with seven. So, like, nine yeah. should work. 
And like I don't eight, know, man. eight, I think it's I think it's a licensing thing with some of the music. It must be because that's the only Final Fantasy from that generation not going to like, switch to. Cool Borders. That's just because it's a nine eight nine Studios game, and there was no licensed characters in it. Yeah. Cool Borders sucks. Hot take. I played Cool Borders, okay? I played it. It is no Tony Hawk, my friend. You don't even have Tony Hawk, and I get it. Music. Music's a bitch. I get it, but come on! Yeah, no, I get it, man. Like, it's, it is, is what it is. This is just, hey, we picked the easiest games we could license. And Final mm. Fantasy VII, because if we released it without it, there would be fires. There would be tor- torches and pitchforks outside our office if Final Fantasy VII's not on the disc. And I feel like Metal Gear Solid was on there as well, on that list of, like, if you don't have this, so help you God. Yeah. yeah but they probably. don't even have Twisted Metal 2. They own that. It's the best one. It's arguably the best Twisted Metal game. It's arguably the best PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. You don't even I get have it. It, it I get my it. mind. I get it. I'm so upset. I know. I know. Oh, my God. Like, man. They dropped the ball. They dropped the ball. They did. The ball is on the ground. It's 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 on the ground and it's rolling away. It's down, rolling away down a hill. Yeah. I'm not chasing that. <laughs> Torque isn't happy. Yeah. Anyway. What's next? Lasers. Um, Lasers. Sunset Overdrive uh, apparently was rated for PC. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's uh, that could be part of Microsoft's efforts. They said they're going to bring Game Pass to PC. Oh, right. So this yeah. could be part of that of like, hey, Sunset Overdrive's on Game Pass on Xbox. Let's add it to PC so PC players can play it. That would be a good move by Microsoft. Would it be a separate Game Pass membership than an Xbox one? I wouldn't imagine because I access Forza through it. Okay, good. So I would imagine yeah, it would be Game Pass. It... The only reason you do this is because you know that you probably have... There's probably a very large subset of players who, you know, buy their games but are only on PC, you know, and own another console like a PlayStation or a Switch. So you're Mm -hmm. trying to get the $10 a month out of the people who don't own an Xbox because that's profit. Yeah, yeah. Because you're already doing it for the Xbox people. Uh, Yeah, Like, apparently, like, I think the new Age of Empires stuff is going to be on Game Pass and things like that. So that could be really cool. Nice. Um, yeah, so that coming to PC is good news for the people who are interested in that. Um, Fallout 76 had some cool stuff. Uh, and by cool, I mean crazy. Uh, apparently, it's beta physics. The frame rate was on PC is locked, but you can easily go into the files and unlock it. And the physics are tied to the frame rate. So, like, if you're running and you look at the ground, you run faster. (laughs) If you turn up the frame rate and you drop something, it drops faster. If you swing a weapon, it it swings faster. Apparently, it's fixed for the full release, but it is going to be an issue in the beta, and it just blows my mind. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, That sounds pretty good. In other crazy things, uh, a British website who leaked Red Dead Redemption 2 information back in February, is donating uh, $1.3 million to charity uh, as an apology to Take-Two, who apparently tried to sue them. Huh. 
So they released confidential information on February 6th. They have since taken down the article and have announced that they are doing 1 million in charities and, you know, uh, and, uh, pounds chosen by take two. And that's, that's not, that's not right. You can't just sue. It's, it's weird. And, and the crazy thing is there's people who are like, yeah, just don't leak the stuff. And it's like, that's journalism. That's the foundation of journalism is fine. Is, is finding things and presenting them. That's, that's journalism is uncovering truths and secrets and, you know, enlightening people. And it's like, if they're so reckless as to allow that information to be released some in whatever capacity, they should not be able to just sue it away. <laughs> sue Not even uh, Bethesda. Bethesda never sued Kotaku. They just blacklisted them when they leaked all of Fallout 4 years before it was announced. Uh, and did the so same crazy. thing for Fallout 76. Oh, man. Like, they joked about it on the E3 stage. Like, oh, you might have heard of this one. You know, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You can't just do this. Yeah, but, oh, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, did you see Henry Cavill as, uh, uh, as Geralt? Geralt? I did. It's not great. I've seen, I've heard the backlash. It's not, it's um, not great. The, the wig looks cheap. I will give you that. Um... The lack of beard, um, they're basing the series off the books, not the games. So, in the books, um, he does not like having a beard. So, that makes sense. Okay. They need to fi- they need to fix the wig. That's the thing. Yeah, it looks real the bad. The wig looks super cheap. Um, but I think he's still... I think Henry Cavill's a great actor to portray it. They just need to get the look right. Um, so... I'm still excited for that. There's been a lot of controversy around, like, the casting of Siri, Super Young, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, but yeah, I'm still cautiously optimistic about yeah. it. Yeah. Because, remember how bad Titans looked? It's actually yeah. pretty good. I've been, it's actually pretty I've been good. I've been watching Justice League cartoon clips on YouTube again. Nice. Yeah, it's That's al- a good way to spend your time. Always a good time. Um, oh, yeah. No Man's Sky released a new underwater update. I saw that. Yeah. That looks interesting. And now people are joking that they turned No Man's Sky into Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> I give you rapture. Oh, man. Um, no no then... Man's Rapture. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that might be... Hold on. Yep, add it. Um, and then... Last story um, that we have. Um, if you're playing Red Dead Redemption 2... Be careful around the town of Rhodes, because there is a road that has invisible fire. I'm sorry, <laughs> so, what? So people have been recording videos. Uh, there's this road. Um, so as reported by The Verge, um, there's a road outside, outside the town of Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S. And it's has invisible fire. Once um, objects, creatures, including horses, humans, whatever it is, come into contact with it, they begin burning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this is like, this almost feels like the swing set from GTA 4. 
Um, something's messed up. And if you don't want your horse to die, <laughs> don't go on that road. You'll just see like NPCs walking across the road and then spontaneously catching on fire, <laughs> which sounds pretty great. Um, but yeah, so I'm sure they'll patch that soon. But just as a public service announcement, be careful for your health. Um, and then I guess lastly, I want to talk about uh, a new feature we're bringing to the site, Chris. Yes. Uh, so... I need you to go in through and star those, because I want to start writing. Yeah, I, I... Man, I, I like, I gotta look at it again, because, like, we were doing it, and I was thinking, I was like, I feel like there's things I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I don't want to just star something and then be like, oh, no, I got it, I got it, you know, and it's already written. Um, well, I know. Well, I mean, you said there'd be multiple know, for each I know, one. but you know what okay. I mean. At the same time, it's I like, know, you know, I, I, know. I, I don't want to leave something out and then regret it, and I then know. have to write it I myself. <laughs> so, uh, we have uh, a new segment that's going to be coming to the site, and it's going to be exciting because we're finally going to put that big ass best of half gen box to use because that's where we're posting them, Ross. Got it. Um, so we have a new segment that's going to be called Masterclass. And essentially what this is about is we are, it, it, the, the idea of it is we are looking at games or aspects of games that we believe are above and beyond, you know, either what the industry was doing at the time, what the industry is doing now, um, for context. What, what was one of the ones that we like were definitive on? Uh, world building when it comes to the Mass Effect series. Yes, so like in terms of like building a universe across a trilogy, nobody does it better than Mass Effect. Mass Effect is a master class of universe building across a trilogy. You know, making your decisions matter, things like that. Those are the types of things we're going to highlight in these articles. And it, it's it's kind of like our old bits and pieces but with a greater emphasis on, you know, we, the biggest piece of this is we have to agree. So yes, Ross and I, we're, we're not just like with bits and pieces, I could just be like, hey, you know, save points suck. And I could write a thing about that, which I almost did, but I decided not to because I, I couldn't, I couldn't get the idea to fully <laughs> come together in a way I was satisfied with. But that's fair. In, in this scenario, I could say save points suck, and Ross could say actually save points are really great. Now I can't; it's not a master class, you know. That would not be a conversation, but it could be something where I say Final Fantasy VII is the best PlayStation or one of them. Uh, when we were talking about um, like the game that made 3D mainstream, yes. I was thinking Good Final example. Fantasy VII, just in the context of its commercial success, its critical success, and its. You know, when you look at the PlayStation Classic, what's the first game you think of that needs to be on there? Final Fantasy VII. Which mm. I think Ross would agree in that context, but Ross made a valid argument. Super Mario 64. Well, shit, yeah, my, I, I can't exactly fight him on that. You know? Yeah, my, in, It is in a my more fully realized 3D world. Yes, it utilizes 3D much more so as the gameplay takes place in yeah, 3D and as opposed to... Th polygons on a 2d backdrop so in that scenario i would have to side with him and so uh, against my wishes master class we all know how much chris loves Final we Fantasy all VII. know um 
But yeah, and, and one that I'm kind of working on is the idea of the soundtrack for StarCraft and StarCraft Brood War being just above and beyond what it deserved to be for a strategy game. Mm-hmm. It's a real-time strategy game that requires intense mechanical control, but in the background is this amazing musical score that is just to this day easy to listen to and excellent. So good that they put it in the new StarCraft games because the new StarCraft soundtracks aren't as good. You know, when you have a high-quality orchestral score and people are like, yeah, but it's not StarCraft. Right. And it's like, well, shit, we'll just put that in the game. And then people switch so it's the Brood War soundtrack in StarCraft 2. And it makes it so much better! <laughs> so that's so, the idea of, yeah. of what these are going to be, is we have to agree, and then we're going to highlight these, you know, really incredible features of games, mechanics... Uh, and anything and everywhere in between. And the thing is, is we're getting we're dialing down and we're getting very granular. So it's not StarCraft is definitively the best soundtrack ever. StarCraft is the best soundtrack for an RTS. You know, StarCraft might be the best soundtrack that had no right to be that good. But we it doesn't mean we can't highlight other soundtracks down the road. You know, like yeah, the, it, it would be. While, while these are inherently like the best in class, it's not. It, it's not like a countdown. It, we're not. It's not like a top ten or a top three. It's we're highlighting aspects of games that went above and beyond whatever their specific uh, category. Yeah, in, is. In, in a lot of ways, they went above and beyond the game. I, yeah. Like my most memorable moments in Mass Effect aren't necessarily playing Mass Effect. It's seeing Mass Effect play out and seeing my mm-hmm. decisions carry over. And things like that. Those are the most memorable things for me in Mass Effect. You know, seeing mm. the Rachni Queen I saved in Mass Effect 1 show up in Mass Effect 2. Stay, you know, I'm staying out of trouble. And then showing up in Mass Effect 3 and being like, I will help you. Right. I'm going to help you fight the Reapers because you spared my life. Find me and another just, game. Find me another game that does that. And, oh, hey, if you like lore, guess what? The Codex is narrated. Yeah. <laughs> like a documentary. Man, uh, it's so good. Yeah, so those that's something that we're both excited about. Like, we were at a, my friend's bachelor party, and I just kind of I kept forgetting to bring it up, and we talked about it. We're sitting there at the dinner table, thinking, "What would be the master class of this? What about this? What about this?" And we're sitting there at a bachelor party, sitting there talking to each other, like, "What about this game? What, what about this category? What about this?" And it's just like immediately, <laughs> it was just conversation around it, and it's exciting. It's fresh. I think it'll be really good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, well, I think that's about all the time yeah. we have. Yeah, what's going to be the uh, title? Um, I think the title... Uh, the Masterclass I, I title was, for this week's podcast. With how big Smash is, I would think everyone is here. Please be excited. But that's mixing two memes. That's the one thing we I have fail to, to see. I know. All right. I fail no, to that, see the yeah, problem. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Because I like RDJ or RGK, but that's too inside joke. Yeah. Also, Ross Damage Zone is pretty inside joke. Um, oh my God, BlizzCon tomorrow is. I like it, but yeah. What do you? F- yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, well, um, we back. No more communication issues. We got this. We got this. If I don't hear, new if I don't hear from him by like seven thirty, I'm calling his ass. <laughs> yep, and I'm getting new internet on Sunday, which should hopefully improve the situation even more. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we got a lot done in this one. Yep, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. All right, guys. We will talk to you all next week. Take it easy. Bye bye.